Next on BYUSN, it's a trap. What's the biggest trap game on BYU football's 2023 schedule? We'll discuss. And today's best BYU football wins bracket features two all-time wins over Utah. Which is our favorite? They're all wonderful, but you gotta pick a favorite. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, June 14th. I am Spencer Linton, alongside a man who has teamed up with lifelong Texas A&M fan. Wait, what? Jerem Jordan. I would argue against that, uh, but Big Game Boomer is saying BYU and Texas A&M fans are exactly alike in one of his latest uh, social media offerings. I don't necessarily understand huh? this one, uh, per se. I was hoping to get some insight from David Nixon at some point, <laughs> who's from College Station and nearly went to Texas A&M. Yes, yes, yes. But went to yes. BYU, so we'll, we'll have to get a little more info from uh, BGB, who was on the show during uh, the fall on that one. Big Game Boomer already hit the pinnacle with... The parking the, one. Yes, parking post. I think you should retire. Just end on <laughs> just top. Done, just you're Jim done. Brown that. You're done, man. You're, you're uh, well done. But a tiger with Texas A&M. Yeah, I was trying to draw parallels and just could not come to a significant conclusion that that is accurate. We'll have to think about that one. Okay. We'll, we'll search, ponder, and pray on that one. Uh, <laughs> maybe two of those three. Okay, on today's show, what's the biggest trap game on the schedule? Ah, oh, plenty of uh, opportunities there for traps. Let's hope, hopefully uh, BYU shows up in these. Brian Logan weighs in on that and his standouts in the secondary. What's your favorite win over Utah? There's a head-to-head matchup in today's best win bracket and an inside look at the men's basketball facial recognition tech yep. for shooting analytics. Spencer and I went over to the Marriott Center Annex to get the latest with Keegan Brown. Plenty of time for us to take action, get things going, rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending. Trending presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group serving Utah since 1968. Trap games are the topic of choice. As we look at the 2023 BYU football schedule, 10 Power Fives, first time ever. They open with two games the Cougars should win and will be heavily favored in. Of those 12 games on the regular season schedule, Jerem, which qualifies as the biggest trap game for BYU? So uh, it's game 10, and it's Iowa State. Really? Here's why it's Iowa State. The week before, uh, BYU is coming off its longest road trip of the season at West Virginia. So that will take a toll in some way on BYU. Hopefully not in the game. Hopefully just early the next week. BYU's a little gassed, whatnot. We'll see what time that game's at. Then BYU comes home for Iowa State. But the next week is what you look at with the trap game. It's that Oklahoma on senior day is sitting there. And hopefully BYU is bowl eligible in 6-4 and four at this point or 6-3 or, or something and really ahead of it where they're not like, you know, fighting for a bowl game at this point. But it's a fi- kind of a 50-50, right, um, for ESPN FPI there nearly. Oklahoma is enticing whether they're good or not sitting there on senior day. I just hope BYU doesn't look ahead, which is the main trap thing for me, to where BYU is focused on – Iowa State, who hopefully BYU can win at home. To me, that's one of the more winnable games at home. But if you're peeking ahead too far and you go, ooh, Oklahoma okay. next week, senior day, where uh, hopefully BYU's in a position, again, where a bowl game's in play or they've clinched and maybe they need it, maybe that helps. But Iowa State to me is a little tricky, not because of Iowa State, 
but because of travel the week before and a massive opponent coming up the next week. Is BYU even capable of overlooking a Power 5 opponent? That's why I struggled with this topic. Uh, They're all Power yes. 5 opponents. Yes, you, they are capable. I don't I, – I just – because BYU has never played a full conference Power 5 schedule – I just don't know. I don't know that they can get even get to a mindset where they're at liberty of overlooking liberty. You say that was the trap game last year, and I picked it. Yeah. And I hate that I was right about it. I hated that game. That's one of my least favorite games in BYU football history, the Liberty game. I don't feel like there is that type of opponent once you get deep into the schedule for BYU. You have ten Power Fives, so I'm like, can BYU can they even get there? <laughs> can they even get to a point where they're like? Ah, uh, yeah, we should probably beat this Power 5 opponent. One gajillion percent. Because Man. BYU feels like it's been Power 5 worthy for a long time, right? So it's like, well, within this space, we feel like we should win this game at home, regardless of who it is, right? You yeah, can make BYU the same case absolutely for, get to this You can place. make the same case with that setup and your logic for Texas Tech with Texas approaching, That's my right? second pick. Texas okay. Tech would so be that So that one. logic applies. Squeezed between TCU on the road and Texas on the road. That one's a tough one. So both home games with big name, huge brand opponents later down the line. Yeah, that, that's the definition of trap game. We've overlooked this team because next week it's a bigger game. And see, I just don't know. I just can't. I could not buy into this morning the idea that BYU can overlook a Power 5 conference Big 12 opponent in their inaugural season. Maybe a few years down the road? I don't know. No, it'll happen quickly, but trust BYU's me. the new kid, so... BYU, listen, if BYU starts 4-1, and one, we're getting <laughs> cocky fast. Okay. okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, this is... And I, I can't wait for the backlashes. Betzer, what are you talking about? My trap game is the season opener against Sam Houston State. BYU, listen, what is the definition of a trap game? Overlooked opponent. Big favorite often. Okay? Supposed to dominate. I think the line's too high. So do you. We talked about this. 24 Yeah, but we're talking about winning favorite. and losing, not margin. Tons of big games ahead. Ten power fives later down the line. Like, BYU's supposed to handle Sam Houston State. Sure. The Cougars have 20 transfers. They have an entirely revamped defensive staff. This is the first game, first time they will have an opportunity to try and gel all together on the field in game number one. Yes, Sam Houston State is not by any means a powerful opponent, but they have great history. They have great pride in their product. Their head coach, uh, Casey Keeler, 80-23 and 23 now into his eighth season. They were, the FCS, they were the FCS national champions in 2020. They're a perennial FCS Spring power. Yeah. They've been to the national championship game three times in the last 12 years. This is a program that has everything to prove, nothing to lose, to go out and try and make some type of statement against BYU. If the Cougars are not sharp and – don't come out of the gate playing well with all of these new pieces, and they're trying to figure things out. I wouldn't be surprised if it got weird for a little while. Or but is BYU like, losing ah. the game? No, but that doesn't necessarily mean like that. Be like a trap game doesn't mean that the team ultimately loses. It's just are you caught off guard? Like whoa, it, can it get to that weird territory? If BYU is not careful against their season-opening opponent with. All of the things that lie ahead. First Big 12 year, Arkansas, Kansas, Cincinnati. Yeah, all Southern Utah, games. the next game, but yeah. 
So then, BYU is yeah. supposed yeah. to dominate the first two games, which we hope they will, which yeah. we think they should. If they don't win by 17-plus, it's a disappointment. Exactly. But 17 is still underwhelming against Sam Houston. Sam Houston has had an incredible defense, but their offense is terrible. It so was if last the, if year. If the BYU defense um, doesn't, doesn't uh, you know, show up, sure. Okay, Sam Houston. I'm just I'm looking at the, the battle de- of two dudes. The definition of trap game, which is just you're supposed to dominate. You overlook the opponent. There are several big games down the line. It's just a yeah, we'll take care of them and then get on to the next big thing, which eventually will become Arkansas. Yeah, Sam Houston, S- Southern Utah is not a good FCS program. Sam Houston has the history of being a great FCS program, and they're making the jump to Division One. So again. They have nothing to lose. BYU's paying them to come to Provo. This is a situation where BYU, in re- years recent, has relished. Like, they have thrived. You paid us to come and play this game. You're supposed to kick our butts. And in some cases, BYU's won that game. BYU a different kind of opponent to those opponents than Sam Houston to BYU. But, yes. It's, I'm just saying, like, it, it could get weird if BYU is not sharp out of the gate. And that's okay. So many new things for BYU. Sam Houston does return a lot of experience, even though they were only 5-4 and four last year. Yeah, Not their, a great their season. offense was pathetic. Okay. The yeah. defense was really good. Defense, super good. Yeah, they have nothing to lose and everything to gain, everything to prove that, hey, we belong. Let's go out and, and play a tough game. I don't expect BYU. BYU to be that sharp in game one, frankly. Um, it's, it's a new quarterback, a new running back, a, a revamped offensive line with new guys. I don't expect BYU to be gangbusters in game Which one. Which factors into why but I picked I do Sam expect Houston. BYU to win by 17-plus in game one. Yeah. So if, but you said if they win by only 17, that would be underwhelming. 17-plus is great. Yeah. Okay. So as long Three as scores. it's at yeah. least 17, yeah. you're okay with this. And then you, listen, it's not a, it's about just fine-tuning those first two so that you're competitive in the Big 12 and that you, you're into a flow. I don't need BYU to win at Arkansas, but I do need BYU to hopefully beat Kansas on the road in Cincinnati at home and start. Four and one would be nice. Now you you will go to a bowl game if you start four and one. Like you're gonna win two of the next uh, seven. That's the hope. It, that's BYU. Whoever yeah. they beat, whoever like they can just piece together a four and one record in the opening five. That'd be amazing. Okay. I'd take three and two you right now. You win at Arkansas. Well. Yeah. You lose at Kansas, but you beat Cincinnati. Great. You're four and one. Yeah. I don't care how BYU gets to four and one. I just hope they get to four and one. But if we're just talking straight up trap game, this game makes me a little bit weary because it's the first. It's new, and there are so many new parts for BYU. Even if it was Southern Utah, yeah, it's it's. I don't expect you know just gangbusters. It's it's not going to be 0-1 where BYU comes out with 70 on Tulane. Like I would love no. that. We're it's hoping just, it's not 2017 where BYU well, that was struggles pathetic, against Portland State, right? Well, that's not just Portland State. That's a pathetic BYU team. Like that's the worst BYU team in the last 50. That years. BYU team was yeah. picked to win 10 games by Bill Connolly and ESPN in right? Vegas. Yes, but. No, they were, that was a terrible BYU team. So I don't compare this team to that team at all, unless we think this team's going to be pathetic. I don't think it's going to be which either. we don't. Just yeah. saying we're hoping which that that one's, is not the case. We talked about trap game. Which one's the crap game, though, really? <laughs> that, which one on the schedule is like, oh, crap, that game? Uh, I don't know. I, like, there's not one where I go, there's no chance BYU wins. Like, there's not a game like that. Not at Arkansas, not at Texas, not yeah. at TCU, Oklahoma at home. They're, like, there's no crap game. But there are trap games, as we've uh, highlighted. So in case you missed it, in case you're just joining us, I said uh, Iowa State. Spence said Sam Houston. Yeah. Which inevitably there's uh, a game or two or three that sometimes you overlook. The the wild thing last year is the trap game was Oregon. 
and Liberty. Like, a couple of, like, Oregon, BYU did not show up at all. It was like, what happened? We're ranked 12th in the country. Shouldn't we at least have a lead at some point in this thing and, and be competitive? No, it wasn't Oregon had been blown out Liberty? by Georgia. Nope. They were embarrassed. So we thought, oh, this is the year Oregon's gettable. No. Not the case. Uh, it was the year that Georgia was not gettable. That's... <laughs> We looked into that domination a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like I said, I know that many of you are thinking, no way, no way, no way is Sam Houston State a trap game. But it, by definition, I just laid it out for you, it's everything that goes typically into a trap game. Opponent, you're supposed to dominate. It's at home. The BYU has no reason to not show up and just crush this team. They're a 24-point favorite. But this is not your typical former FCS team. This is a national championship caliber team. Well, in the FCS level. Yeah, they okay. went five and four last year. I know. I, I know. The program has a ton of pride, so it makes me just a little bit if weary. Pride scores touchdowns. That's great. <laughs> if it makes you play harder, who knows? <laughs> who, knows? who knows? Things can get weird. I hope they don't. That takes us to today's best win bracket conversation. Okay? This is based on BYU-Utah rivalry showdown here, okay? We are trying to determine the greatest BYU football win all time. And this will also lead into our question of the day, which we will get to in a moment. But if you are new to the program or you're just joining this bracket fun, we lay out a matchup every day to try and determine which is the greatest in BYU football history. We will also recap the previous day's matchup and the results there. So. With that in mind, let's recap a doozy of a 7-10 matchup. Red River, uh, Red River rivalry scenario. What wibble wibble we? 7 seed 2009 Oklahoma beating the Sooners in Jerry's World against the embarrassment of Texas in 2013 when BYU ran for a program best 550 rushing yards against the Longhorns. So, moving on to the second round in that Red River rivalry showdown with 70% of the vote is the seven seed. Chalk remains supreme in this bracket. We no have upsets. no upsets thus far. Oklahoma handily beating Texas in the 7-10 matchup. There you go. Okay. That's going to be a good 2-7 right there. Oh, man. Michigan 84 taking on 2009 Oklahoma. I like it. You beat a number three team in the country, and the other one, you win the national championship. You beat a team that was ranked third in the country earlier <laughs> At some year, point. Until they, Jim Harbaugh broke his until, arm. Until injuries. Okay, now let's get to our matchup of the day. The battle of the beehive boot. Got it! Touchdown! Touchdown! is coming out to play now. Touchdown! Twenty-one Utah, the sixth seed versus the eleven seed, two thousand one Utah. Of course, oh, massive wins in both. We start with twenty twenty-one. BYU enters the game having lost nine straight games to that team up north. You Utah don't was say. ranked number twenty-one the day before this. BYU accepted the invite to the Big Twelve. The defense forced two turnovers, got a huge fourth down stop. Jaron Hall three touchdown passes, ninety-two yards rushing, one hundred forty-nine yards passing. BYU ran for 219, controlled the line of scrimmage right before the half to the former Ute turned Coug, Samson Nakua, for the touchdown. Gives Ryan Smith some dab. Gunnar Romney with the touchdown. BYU wins it 26 17, and the celebration was on. That pair of two days, I thought 
the rapture was happening the next day. I thought we were done. <laughs> Alas, we were not. We still have <laughs> stuff. BYU on their way to becoming the de facto Pac-12 South champions. First of five Pac-12 Nine-point victory. In 2001, the 11 seed, the BYU Cougars protecting a perfect season, ranked number eight, trailed 21-10 in the fourth quarter. Doman to Staley, 92-yard drive, cut it to three, and then Staley gave BYU the lead. 30 yards with a little over a minute left, and Gennaro Guilford sealed the game, picking off Utah quarterback Lance Rice. BYU wins 24-21. I have heard people say it's still the loudest, craziest I've ever experienced Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Some guy outside gave me a free ticket to this game, like 11th row. I'll never what? forget it. That game, th okay, this is the first time, I think, where I want the lower seed. The 11 seed. You want the 11 seed to I, win? I have a one here. That meant so much in the moment. I know that season soured with the two losses at the end and Luke Staley breaking his leg. And I know the nine game uh, win streak day after the big, or losing streak day after the Big 12 is a huge deal. That 0-1 win was unbelievable. And it came down to the wire. And who can't defend a boundary option play? Like what in the world? It was amazing. It was amazing. Clearly it oh, was a great call. Oh, and the interception. I love 01. That game was amazing. <laughs> That's my vote in this one. Okay, the six versus the 11. Both are wins versus the arch nemesis. Well played Utah. by the Bracketeers. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Lumineers. Okay, that's a perfect lead into our question of the day. Which is juicy, man. What is Woo! your favorite BYU win ever against Utah? What's yours? In any sport. In any sport. Mine's football. It has to be what we witnessed on the sideline in Rice Eccles okay. Stadium. Back to Harley. In 2006. To Harley. It yeah. does not get no. more dramatic no. and better than that. Yes. It ended a four game losing streak to Utah. I, f I felt something there when you said that. 06, man. It it's just, it. I think about everything that happened after that game, how many phone calls I made to people, how many text messages I sent. It dominated my thoughts. It for still so does. Long, and it remains. Like we see the that. The play highlight. has a name. When the play that won the game has a name. It's special, man. That was, that was incredible. Beck to so it's 2006 Beck to Harleen that's, for me. That's the one to me. That's special. Yeah. Caleb Hatch on Instagram joins the conversation. He says, Beck to Harleen yeah, all baby. time. Last yeah. play of the game. Pulling an improbable <laughs> play as time expires at their place. And to see their disappointed and stunned faces <laughs> is the most satisfying <laughs> win over them ever. It's too true. But storming the field... From the Rock in 2021 was also surreal. One of the yeah. best nights of my life. That was a celebration of getting into the Big 12, too. It wasn't just Utah. It was celebrating, yeah. hey, we, we finally got the validation we've sought. That 06 play is the only BYU football moment I have up on my wall. A big picture by Dan Ransom, who was our producer at iProvo when we had our Wayne's World show, a local cable access show on it's iProvo. It's the shot of Covering shots. Provo and Timfew. It's the picture from Beck to Arlene, and our yes. homie Dan Ransom took it, and I paid him 50 bucks to get it in a frame, and it's in my house still, and it's the only BYU play I have up in my house. I mean, that's the one. Wow. The one. At Ja L. Smith on Twitter answers Lavelle's last game. That's a great one, too. Aptly named Lavelle's last miracle. Yeah. 
I was sitting there in the student section with my son. I took grief from those around me in all the Utah game student long. section. It was at Utah. Yeah, I, I've seen two games in the Utah student section. It's it's intense. I still respect Lavelle and Mac for the way they conducted themselves. Yep. It was a kinder, gentler rivalry era. Totally nice to have that final game for a legend. Now BYU benefited in that game. I've said it before, from no replay, because Luke Staley absolutely fumbled. You need the ball. some luck. You need <laughs> yes, some luck you sometimes. You need you need uh, a good review. Or lack thereof. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and Instagram. I've told you before, like, I'm not a believer in <laughs> the heavens being involved in games. God doesn't care about I, I have, results. I can count, I think, I think two times, and both of these times happened when I was very young, that I prayed for BYU to win a game late. And this was one of those scenarios where I was like, Lavelle cannot. He cannot go out losing please, to Utah. Please games. not like he this. He cannot go out with a losing season. Like, there was so much on the line. Yeah. And it, and it worked out. Tanner Mangum put it best. He said, when he was asked after Nebraska, he said, Dan Patrick said, do you believe that God cares about who wins and loses? And he said, I don't believe he cares about that. I believe he cares about individuals. Yeah. And one could argue on that night he cared about Maybe he cared individual. about... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to dig into that, Austin Collie, on and off the field, living right. <laughs> I, but yes. sometimes it sure feels like that. The other time I prayed was in sure the, feels was the like Cotton that. Bowl. I just... I, I pray every third down, so oh I don't know what, what you're talking about. Oh, my On goodness. July 1st, we got the Big 12 party. We're going to celebrate BYU being in the Big 12, baby. It's a BYSN game day, July 1st, 5 Eastern time, two-hour edition on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the BYU TV app. And if you're local, come hang out and party with us. Up next, our guy Brian Logan hey. is back in studio to discuss his favorite win over Utah ever. I think I know the answer. Yeah, we know the answer. <laughs> no one backpedals better than Brian Logan. Is he worried that it's going to take a while for BYU to gel as well with all those new parts? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. Deflected ball. Intercepted by the Cougars. It's a takeaway. And F breaking tackles it in. BYU touchdown. Catch made inside the 10-yard line. Middle to Mitchell. Driven back. Didn't get it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now is a guy who knows a thing or two about a big win over the arch rival Utah. Yes, which Brian, takes Brian. us to our question of the day. Brian, let's start right it's actually there. A Riley. That's the Riley chant. <laughs> Riley, Riley. <laughs> Brian, what's your favorite BYU win over Utah all time? 2009. Has to be. You played in, in it. In your biased opinion. Yeah. That um, was a good one, though. It was a great one. You know, um, we talk about ending the game on the last play. Right, and that's what happened in 2009. Um, going into overtime, that was my first experience ever in the rivalry. Um, everybody was, was talking about um, just their experience before, like, you know, trying to prepare me. And I was like, well, whatever. You know, I just came, came to BYU and was involved in the program, you know, maybe four or five months, you know, prior. So to me, it wasn't a big deal. All I knew was I just couldn't wear red. And I remember driving on the bus to the stadium. And I look over, we're at a stop sign. I look over to the left and just, you know, Utah fans tailgating. And, you know, somebody gave me a, a hand gesture. 
They said you were the number one guy. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> and that's when, for some, I don't know what it was. Like it just took over my spirit. I was like, oh, I'm in this. This, this is real. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. I got mad and pissed off like everybody else did. Full and- disclosure, <laughs> we do this to you before every game day as well, just to get you going. <laughs> Just to get you going. That's right. That's right. We do not do that. <laughs> Spencer doesn't do Don't that. Don't speak to David Nixon and Blaine and David. Fair. That's fair. So yeah, so I do oh, not do oh, that. Oh nine was and, and then um, you know when when I was I was stuck on the field because you know the crowd rushed and um, I always remember a fan that that you know grabbed my hand and picked me up and and crowd surfed me all the way to, to the locker room because I was I was stuck. Um, and so that, that entire experience, man, um, being lifted, you know, at the, at the other 20 all the way to the end zone. You went and that far? I went that far. And, and, and I, I, in the middle what? of it, I left my helmet. So I was like, oh, wait, my helmet. Take me back. Take me back. And they're like, no, we'll get it. Equipment staff will grab it. So, so I'm sitting there waiting for a little bit, right? And they're like going, like pushing me up and down. And there's pictures of this, right? There's not videos, but there's pictures. While I'm waiting for my helmet, my, I see my helmet count. <laughs> I grab my helmet. And I go in the locker room and, and celebrate. So that whole experience, man, was... Um, was was amazing. There's video. It's just an SD from the mountain. Yeah, you know. you're right. Yeah, no 4K. Yeah, we can't really <laughs> decipher who what was going on. You can see some random, you know, dot. It's out very there. pixelated. It's hard. Being slowly it's like moved a across the field. Stamp on you know, top you know, of you know it. it's it me because I'm, yeah. I'm this big. So yeah, you know. it's <laughs> you were a cleat. We couldn't tell. Okay, uh, we the the best win bracket today is uh, is a good one because we've got 2001 versus Utah, which. Was, was special as well. And then 21. Yeah. The recency bias may win the day, which is fine. That, that should play into it too. That 21 game was so special. Like the Big 12 invite the day before, ending the streak. Mm-hmm. And it sort of just ushered in like, we're not playing you for the next two years too right. kind of deal. Yeah. That win is one of the best in BYU history, which is why it's seated in this bracket. Um, what do you remember from that day and that, that night of, of beating Utah and ending the streak? It was, it was surreal, you know. Um, I hate to make it sound like that, like it was like a this a big deal. I mean, obviously it was, but man, it was almost like we've we've arrived. It was almost like hey, we've we've had so long of just trying to get over this hump, right? Um, and and trying to compete with somebody that's at a at a at a power five level. And so and, 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 and I mean, that's a good program. Right? I like As, that phrasing that you used. We've arrived because right. there's multiple levels to that mm-hmm. based on. We've arrived. We've been validated as a, a power five team. Right. We've been invited. We've accepted. And then yeah. you take on the power team in the Pac-12 at the moment, exactly. right? Exactly. Absolutely. And, um, you know, a good way to, 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 to measure yourself is against a quality opponent in good competition. And I don't like them at all. They're a good program. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie. We all know that they're a good program. We've got to give them props. So, you know, to, to, to beat a, a good program like that um, – and, and a program that you don't like as well, right? And, and for so long, I was on the last team that beat Utah. So you ended the streak, and then you started the streak. That's, in that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. So you know, it it was bittersweet for me personally, um, and just being a little selfish. Whenever I was out in the community, and people would you know talk mess like, "Oh, you guys haven't beat Utah in X amount of years," I'm like, I was, "I was on the last team that beat Utah." And then everybody would stop. So and now I can't say that anymore. That's the so. 72 Dolphins of BYU. Football. I played on the team that last beat Utah. And then, would you like to continue this like, conversation? I didn't, yeah. I didn't yes. lose in 2016 or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. Brian, I, I might be crazy, you know. And yes. I, 
when I was talking about the trap game scenario, yeah. I, I just don't know if BYU, because they're new to the Power Five, that they, I certainly can't get there where I'm like, I can overlook a Power Five opponent. BYU's going to play 10 Power Fives. I, how do you overlook a, a conference Power Five opponent? Right. Um, Jerem's logic is sound in that like, big games were like Because the they Texas might be 2-7 and seven at the time, the opponent might be. But for me, you know. the, the trap game on the schedule is the first game that BYU plays because they're supposed to win and supposed to win handily. But there are so many moving parts, 20 new pieces out of the transfer portal. You have a brand-new defensive coaching staff. How does it all gel together? BYU, again, as a 24-point favorite, they're, they're supposed to just come in here and handle Sam Houston. Sam Houston's a team that was the FCS national champion in 2020. They got nothing to lose, Brian. Mm. But maybe I'm cra- am I crazy to pinpoint the first game against a team you should dominate as a trap game? Um, you know, when I, when I got this, this question this morning, I chuckled. I was like, <laughs> I, there's no, I don't see a trap game at all. Um, you know, there's no trap games on the schedule. Nope, that's why I chuckled. Because <laughs> 2009 Brian thinks I, there's no trap game. I, I, I think, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Not a single one. You know what's funny? In 2009, I thought the trap game was Florida State. You know, and it ended up being Florida State. <laughs> to the tune of a 26-point loss. Yeah, well, you know. We were I thought we didn't talk about we Florida going, State. We, you know, um, you didn't want. I've forgiven myself. Oh, for, we're we're <laughs> talking forget, now. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it now. Gotcha. I, I forgave, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I forgave myself like three weeks ago. So um, that yeah, recently, we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's a little new for me. That's but, good. Um, That's good. But um, you know, I, I think I think just the, the the scenario of BYU going into the Big Twelve. Man, it's it's like every game is is, is big. It's a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the, that's the feeling. That's the vibe I get. Um, Maybe if it was year three, year That's four. That's what I'm saying. I, t- I feel like it's going to take a few years. Yeah, yeah. But, again, I don't disagree entirely with Jerem. Like, Texas and Oklahoma are huge names, and you face Texas Tech and Iowa State before those two respective opponents. So perhaps that could factor in at what, some point middle of the season. What if BYU is 6-3 going into the Iowa State game in game 10, and Iowa State is 2-7? Uh, then it becomes then, a trap yeah. game. Yeah. Then it may feel like, oh, we should win this game yeah. and Oklahoma's next week. Yeah, situ- so we, situational. Yeah. Right now everyone's even, like who knows. What if BYU's only favored stink. in four games right now, and two of them are the first two, right? Yes, yeah. and BYU will benefit from being the underdog and become a trap game for opponents this year quite a bit, I think. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. certain opponents will overlook BYU should they struggle at times. Sure. Yeah. I think BYU jumps out quick this year, goes 4-1 and one or 3-2 and two in the first five, and then the back six are going to be a challenge. Give us some insight into what you think this is going to be like for BYU to play 10 power fives in a row. And that in that like fifth and sixth game, when we're like late October, early November, and BYU's beat up, yeah. How do they stay in it to get enough wins to make a bowl game? Stay healthy. I mean, it's, it's, How much it's, of that is luck? 5%. <laughs> you can 10%. control whether you get injured or not? Yeah. 95%? You, you think it's that low of staying healthy? Like it's not, not a ton of luck involved? I think, I think understanding um, angles, understanding how to get hit and take hits um, plays a, a huge factor into it. So maybe 10%. Um, it's at, doubled already. At this at this level, <laughs> you should know. You should know, like. Here's a good example. As a corner, if I see two, if I see two pulling guards and a, a pulling guard and a pulling tackle, you pull a hamstring suddenly. And, oh no, I get blocked. No, <laughs> no. Um, and and the running back is right behind both of those linemen. Well, w- when I come in, I'm gonna try to 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 dive through the 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 lineman's outside leg to hit the the running back right. 
I'm not going to try to square up with anybody. If I try to square up and, and take on the, the running back, I'm going to get all the additional weight with me, right? So I'm going to have two, three guys that I'm trying to tackle, essentially. And that, that's, just, that's not a good formula, you know, trying to tackle so 600 avoid, pounds. Avoidable. So, so that's what I'm saying. That that's, okay. that's avoidable. Understanding those type of scenarios, putting your, in your body in, in positions and situations where you can come out, um, you know, not injured and healthy. The other, the other 90% is going to be the strength and conditioning program. And, and we've know, we know what the, the, the changes that have been made this offseason. Colby Clawson's running the show now. Look, I, look, I play with I play He's with your Colby. guy. I, I play with him. I, I love him dearly. Um, maybe five, six years ago, I was talking to him about, um, you know, some of the, the, the new research that he was already doing. Um, and I, it got me excited. This is before we even thought he would be here. So I, I, I feel comfortable and confident with, 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 with Colby. Um, and just the direction of the of the, of the program c- compared to when I was there, um, you know, I probably wouldn't be as hopeful. Mm. Brian Logan is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's finish with this because you are a defensive-minded guy. You're a defensive guy, Brian. I'm an <laughs> offensive guy. <laughs> I, expect- I just I just I, they just I just play defense. <laughs> and, and I expected to take a few games for BYU's defense to really come together and, and find what they are, but. How much better do you expect BYU's defense to be overall compared to last year? And this is a team that was ranked 109th in total defense last year. Frankly, they were not good in a, in a lot of ways. So how much better in one season with, with all of the coaching changes and a revamped schedule, much tougher schedule, do you expect the defense to be? Top 50. You think they're going to be a top 50 defense? I'd they're take gonna... it right now. Yeah. I'd take it right now. Would you take top 70? I would. Yeah. You wouldn't take it. I don't, I don't want. I don't want top I want top fifty. And, and that's included with hey, BYU's in the Big Twelve. Some dynamic offenses there. And yeah, so yeah. You know, going to practice um, in spring ball, the energy and the vibe is different, man. It, it it feels like when I played. You know, everybody has a sense of urgency. Um, they're competing. They're competitive. The first time in a while, I've seen the defense be competitive. Um, and is that because of the scheme change? Is it because it, of the coaching? Is I it think, all of it? I think I think it's I think it's 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 fifty fifty, right? Guys have an opportunity to go out and 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 shine, and, and this is first impression, right? So if I'm a second string guy and I think that should have been first, there's no politics now because this is a all new staff. So here's my opportunity. So obviously they're going to try harder. They're going to give their 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 best. But I think this this defense brings an identity. I think it's it's simplified, and I think it matches mm-hmm. the the talent. And the characteristics of 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 uh, the players on this roster, um, you know, me, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a cloud cover two corner. My butt's to the sideline. I need I need seven yards off and just let me go. Right, give me some help over the top and let me freestyle. Do not put me up on the line of scrimmage, face to face with somebody. I will get in playing man. I will get beat. Don't don't do that. Right. And I think the last couple of years the defense was kind of like uh, the, the the latter example that I gave. Um, defenses that don't really fit the characteristics and um, the skill sets of the, the players on the roster. I think that's different now. Okay. Brian Logan, bringing it on BYU Sports Nation. You're number one. 
Don't forget that, okay? Thank you. You heart. like this new defense because you're hearing they're going to have five defensive backs on the field most of the That's time. That's exactly right. Nickel! <laughs> and I can see through a little, this. A little, little nickel mania for BYU. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's go. Hey, great to have you with us, Brian. Thanks, Brad. Way to get the wardrobe uh, synced oh, up yeah, as yeah. well. Yes, nice job. We didn't, we didn't even plan this either. We didn't even plan it. No, literally didn't talk about it. I need that, that shirt, though. Cougar Club. It's a nice one. We'll tell, how do I, how we'll do tell I you after. Okay. We'll tell you after. <laughs> <laughs> Join us Friday. 1981 Reviewables. The greatest men's basketball team in BYU history. Elite Eight run. Oh, was it 2011? Elite Eight, baby. Danny Ainge, Fred Robertson, the gang. Mm. Fred Robertson on the program Friday, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Up next, let's use that elite word. We recap an elite program on campus right now. This is BYU Sports Nation. Don't use it in vain. I'm not. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out today's headlines. Men's track and field wins the USTF. a John McDonald Program of the Year edging out Arkansas to win an Arkansas coach named award by half a point. Joy <laughs> took third in cross country, 12th in indoor, and 10th in the outdoor track results this season. Congratulations, that's a big deal. This is unbelievable. Okay, you do all of this before you're even in the Big 12, by the way. Like, yes! How much stronger running is BYU's school, program going to get now that you've got a little Power 5 backing, perhaps a little more funding for that as well? Yeah, that's really, really good. Well done, Ed Stone, Diljeet Taylor and company. I know this is the men's specific, but the whole program the is whole awesome. The whole program's awesome. It's awesome. Yep. Also awesome, Alicia May Mateo continues a magical golf career. Baller. She has qualified for the United States Women's Open. She'll tee it up July 6th through the 9th at Pebble Beach, joining a field of 150 players, including 72 of the top 75 players in the world. Where are the other three? Unbelievable. I don't know. Maybe injured. <laughs> but come on. This, this is a major. She qualified for a major. Last season, she teed in all 13 events for BYU, received the third lowest scoring average in program history, 11 top 25 finishes. Cannot wait to follow her at the United States Women's Open of Golf. Austin Deming continues to rake in awards, this time named to the ABCA Second Team All-West Region. He's one of 27 players on the team and the only rep from the Beehive State. And I think he just hit another home. Is Deming going to get drafted? Is BYU baseball going to have a guy drafted? I hope so. They have trimmed it to, what, 20 rounds, 25 rounds? Yeah, it's rounds, much shorter. Right? Yeah. Good luck. Daniel Schneeman got drafted in the 33rd round, and he has worked his way <clears throat> into AAA ball, two for four in his latest game with a double and an RBI last night for the Columbus Clippers against the Omaha Storm Chasers. Schneeman is having a fantastic season. We hope that he at some point gets the call up. Did you like the movie Twister? I did. I did too. I thought it was entertaining, right? The Storm Dorothy. Chasers? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Great. cow flying across the We road. got cows! <laughs> uh, Carrie Elwes. Guy who's been on BYU TV in Granite Flats was the that's, villain. Was the villain that's right. in, in Twister? Right, it's the sheriff. I think, that. <laughs> he's he's the guy that's competing with the other group of storm chasers and Bill Paxton. Copperton right? hasn't been the same since Granite Flats <laughs> went off the air. <laughs> I live ten minutes away from Copperton. Uh, our question of the day: What is your favorite BYU win over Utah ever? Every there are a ton to choose from. Every sport. 
Marcus Swiner on Instagram says, Hall to Collie, November 24, 2007. Yes. I remember that catch and that last drive like it was yesterday. One time Max Hall told us that the play came in on fourth down from Robert and I, but he got he got uh, jumbled in the moment. And Robert and I was so, flustered. So Max called uh, just like four verticals, but he told Austin at the line, give me a stop and go. And that was the difference in that play. And it kept that drive alive. That's and, a miraculous An play. NFL cornerback bit on the fake from Austin yes. Colley. The day before as well, BYU beat Louisville, who's ranked sixth in the country, in Vegas in men's basketball. That changed sort of the broadcast schedule for us. We, if BYU had lost, BYU TV would have stayed and done a game against Old Dominion. Instead, BYU played North Carolina. ESPN picked up that game. So what did we do at 6 a.m. the next morning? You drove. We drove back, and my streak of seeing every game from 1995 between BYU and Utah minus my mission uh, continued. Uh, which is fun. The only time that streak ended was when I produced Countdown to Kickoff <laughs> here, working here, ended the streak of going to the game. But it was uh, it was a fun run. I think it went until 2012. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, how long how long did yeah. it go? Minus my mission, 95 to 2012. Well, frankly, you missed, it was just losses. So did you really miss out on much? Yeah, I didn't miss it. I was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to win this one. So All right. Nolan Mickelson on Facebook says, 1989. Underrated, 70 points. I was a freshman at BYU, and Ty Detmer and the guys put 70 points on the Utes. Yep. The cheerleaders were doing push-ups after every touchdown and must have been worn out after the game. It was 49 to nothing. Yeah. I think, I think BYU had 49 points at halftime. At halftime. Just ridiculous numbers for a sophomore Ty Detmer. There you go. All right, up next, we feature some state-of-the-art technology that's helping BYU basketball go to the next level. You want to talk about analysis? Yeah, stay with us for the NOAA system. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Now, we all know the story of Noah's Ark. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't believe it was the entire planet. I believe that was regional, but that's a, a thought for another day. <laughs> Groups of twos, all the animals yep. come yep. onto the ark. Yeah, okay. Probably a few animals that didn't make unicorns, dinosaurs, and so on. Okay, this, this is a bit of a stretch here, but hey, we fast forward to 2023. Oh, well, oh we're talking about basketball. There's a new Noah who's helping save BYU basketball. And it's not Noah Waterman, <laughs> although we hope he does too. Okay, and doing so by twos and threes, nice. if, if you will. Nice, okay? boy. Yeah. Jeremy and I recently visited BYU basketball's practice facility and uh, spoke with Keegan Brown, who does a fantastic job uh, uh, behind the scenes for the Cougars. He's BYU basketball's director of video and analytics strategy, and his job is a lot busier with this system. To check out the state-of-the-art tech to better analyze how players shoot. It's Noah's Ark. Check it out. We've made our way to the BYU Basketball Annex, or the YMCA. It's still called that. No one calls it that. I want it to be called that (laughs) anyway. We are with the fabulous Keegan Brown, who is the Director of Analytics and Strategy for BYU Basketball, as we explore some new technology. NOAA Basketball is now a thing for BYU. Uh, Next level analytics, facial recognition, notices the guys when they come in, and it tracks any and every shot. What's the best thing about having the NOAA system here? I think the shooting has been such a, put such a premium on it here in this program. And so being able to just have these players able to come in here, shoot basketball, come out, 
They already have all their numbers ready in a report that they can go on their app, they can get it printed out. This feels like, like extreme accountability. Anytime you come in, you're being tracked. Yeah, the first couple years, like Coach Pope was really wanting to come in here and get 500 shots and we were using Shot Tracker and it was a little bit hard because it would fail with the Shot Trackers with the balls. And now we just try to take all that pain away for these players. They just come in here and shoot. The board's brand new. We're the first college team to put it in and players and even Coach Pope's loving it right now. We're hoping there are multiple advantages with shots. Yeah. How does it evaluate a shot? So what NOAA basketball does is they have three variables, the arc of a shot, the depth of a shot, and then kind of the left-right of a shot. They have a big database of NBA players where we can measure the consistency and see where they kind of stack up there. And we have some like Trevin and Jax, they have some of the most consistent shots. And so with NOAA, they constitute the perfect shot as having a 45 degree arc, 11 inches deep, and then zero inches kind of left-right, just basically shoot straight. So wow. two inches uh, kind of north towards the back iron is perfect, yes. not centered. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, they really love those kind of back iron shots. It has been interesting to look at player shots during that practice time when they're actually playing against the defense and they're open shooting and kind of comparing that. So there's tons of different filters and ways we can look at a player's shot, kind of unique in terms of being able to really study the art of shooting. Now clearly, I mean, a lot of attention and money and time has been put into helping BYU players improve their shot. What have you noticed that you like about it when guys come in here and, and participate in this? Obviously, Trevin Nell, um, with him being out this past year, he was really to help dig in with Spencer, kind of studying with him one-on-one. -on -one. And Spencer had one of his best shooting years. 46% from the three-point line. Yeah. Should we expect BYU to be a better shooting team year over year with this system? That's our hope, is trying to continue to be one of the best shooting teams in the country and then also to be able to turn average to good shooters into great shooters. BYU. It's cool. Hey, listen, they're making waves, no pun intended, with all this Noah's Ark and water terminology mm, here. I but the first college basketball program yeah. to implement this technology. It's pretty cool. So we saw Trevin Nell, who, by the way, is looking good, um, made 81 out of 100 uncontested threes. That is unbelievable. That guy's a really good shooter. <laughs> Obviously, that goes down when you're contested and in the flow. But they can just walk in. They have cameras that recognize, hey, it's Trevin Nell. And then he can just shoot the ball, and then it tracks it. And they can see it immediately on that board, as you saw. And uh, like they mentioned, it's about arc, 45 degrees. Depth, which you want two inches towards uh, north of center, right, towards the backboard. And then left to right needs to be zero. And there's a splash zone, and it's green if yes. they're in all three. Like, that's where you want to be with your shot. And so they can, they can correct things. It's not about just making it, Spencer. It's about making it a certain way. Like, yeah. process-based, not result-based. And BYU's getting better. I've said it before. BYU should be the best shooting team in the country because there are gyms in all the churches. Then they get to BYU, and they have an annex, and they can develop their shot at a higher level, which is awesome. Yeah, and, and by first college basketball program, when I say they, they have advanced the technology. No technology has been around. BYU is the first college program to have the full board and the full program yes. involved. And, and they see it while they go, and they can get it on their phone, and everyone else on the team sees it, by the way. <laughs> accountability. So it's a, it's a competition. Trevor Nell showed us. He's like, yeah, I, I'm shooting better than so-and-so today or whatever. That's fun. Wow. We, you and I both took shots. We were like seeing if we could get like the perfect shot. The, the closest I got was like 53, 47, 51 or something like no, that. No, you had a few 45 arcs. Oh, man, yeah. oh, man. No, it's fun to see, man. Yeah. And, and it's also humbling because you're like, wow, I suck. Mm. Wow, I stink. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, name, image, likeness on the video game scene, but specific to one BYU individual. He's hurtling himself potentially into the homes of video game players I across the country. This is BYU Sports Nation. Who could it be?
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. You demand it, we allow it. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps or listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and give it a five-star review. Please. The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Yeah, let's whip it and opinionate. Mason Wake is using his NIL rights to hire an eighth-grade student named Thomas Hansen to code a video game called Mason Wake's Hurdle Mania. I love this. Can't wait to play it. Is this a great way to use his name yes. and his likeness? It's creative. It's new. It's totally. a blue ocean approach. Try something new. Uh, you know, I saw some images of the game. It looks really fun. Yeah, and how about an eighth grader backing this? This is fantastic. NIO is associated with making money off of it. He may not make money off this, but he is allowing his name, image, and likeness to be used in this one, yes. which is cool. I love that. All right, the account Unashamed Big 12 tweeted some information about Big 12 road trips this season. Oh, that was your burner, is it not? <laughs> it is not. not. Okay. Get this, BYU will have the second most miles traveled this season of all Big 12 teams. Not a shocker. We're in the West. Everyone else is far away. Yep. Behind only UCF, who's in the very far southeast. BYU's trip to West Virginia has more miles in it than Kansas State and TCU will travel all season combined. Okay. How big of a disadvantage is this for BYU? That's an unbelievable stat. I, I do think it could take a toll on you over a season. I don't know if it like loses you a game or two or what, but they're BYU's probably a little more tired than some of the other teams just from sheer travel. Yes, it's a disadvantage. I don't know how to quantify it. But. It's a disadvantage specific to the West Virginia game because if this is like a noon kickoff Eastern time on a Saturday afternoon in Morgantown, BYU's not fared well in those games. I don't like those. So I'm hoping yeah, I, I it's think a the later next game. week is probably a trap game based off that. A <laughs> trap game? Maybe, maybe the Morgantown, oh, yeah, the Iowa State game? Because they're so tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our question of the day, what's your favorite BYU win ever over Utah? Our elite voice of the day the presented Big by TV PAX Contra. Healthcare Elevated. Nice. Bobby Daly on Twitter says, Beck to Harleen. Not only because of the emotions of the game, but my little brother had pretended to be a Ute fan for two years to bother me. <laughs> After that game, he repented, and we could celebrate together. Repent. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Men's cross country and track and field for being the program of the year in the NCAA and men's awesome. So fantastic. Our thanks to today's guests, Brian Logan and Keegan Brown. Sorry to Dennis. We ran out of time, bro, but we had time for Brian. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Robbie Reed. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Station. Go Cougs! Wait, was Robbie the one that transferred to Michigan?